Hey everyone, this is Dave DeVoe here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in all the way from Nashville, we've got Mr. Tyler Cobble. Tyler is a very experienced real estate entrepreneur, broker, best-selling author, podcaster. My God, you name it, this guy is doing it in the real estate space. Tyler, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dave. Just trying to keep up with you, man. Hey, man. <laughs> It's quite the intro. You're you're running circles around me, brother. So tell me, what's life like in Nashville in the real estate space? And today we're going to be talking about development deals and syndication. So first of all, how the heck did you get started in this whole crazy world of real estate investing? Yeah, Nashville's doing great. We just got named uh, ULI's number one city to watch in 2022. So that's exciting because we, we were a sleepy little town when I first, I mean, when I was growing up here, I've been here my whole life. Yeah. So I dropped out of college when I was, I guess, just after freshman year, got into construction, working for my grandfather as a project manager. And then a couple months into that, got a job offer from a boutique development firm here in town that I had sold to in a previous life. And they put me to work as a leasing agent. Worked with them for about four and a half years. My first development deals, learned how to put all that together and decided, you know what, it's, it's time to go off on my own. We'd worked on Everything from you know single family custom homes to a 144 unit apartment complex, wow. and I figured, you know what, I think I could do this on my own. So, started the Cobble Group, which is my commercial real estate brokerage, in February of 2018. Started my commercial property management company called Parasol in August of 2018, and then back in October, formalized my development and investment firm Hamilton, and we focus on heavy value add and ground up development in the urban core adjacent. So not downtown, not the suburbs, pretty much everything in between, right, you know, on the on the outskirts of the downtown area. Very, very cool. So early on in your career, not only did you get experience building stuff and then the project management side of things, you got paid to learn all the way from single family homes up into multifamily, much, much larger development deals. That's a fantastic way to go. So if somebody's listening or watching this podcast, they go, well, you know, I'm kind of interested in this whole development thing. What would be some first steps, you know, knowing what you know now, if you had to start all over again from scratch and you weren't working for a company like that, how would you get started in doing development type deals? It's really tough. Development's one of those things that I'm convinced you cannot learn it from a book. You cannot learn it from having a conversation with somebody. You can't learn it from listening to a podcast, right? You've just got to get out there and do it. It's just like any kind of real estate investing. So, of course, you could just go figure it out, you know, maybe read a couple bucks, know that you need to hire an attorney, hire an engineer and an architect and, uh, you know, the right construction firm. But my advice would be to either partner up with somebody that's been there, done that, or go work with somebody for a little bit. You know, like you said, I got paid for four and a half years to learn how to do my own development deals. And that has paid absolute dividends because I knew how to finance these projects. I knew how to run them. I knew how to stay on top of contractors. I knew how to go out and lease them. So there was not really anything major that would surprise me. Now on every development deal, there's always a surprise. Something always comes up. Yeah. But I learned how to deal with things like that. Again, like you said, while getting paid to work for somebody else. So that to me is, is huge for commercial real estate development and, and development in general. Yeah, it just makes sense. So again, if you're in that position, you want to start doing this, the logical place to start is partnering out with somebody who's already got experience doing that, you know, pay to play, so to speak. So put in some of your money into the deal and part of the deal being, hey, I want to look over your shoulder and 
and be actively involved in getting this this development deal up and running. Good advice. Very, very good advice. All right. So you've been doing this for quite some time now, Tyler. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see newbie real estate investors or developers making kind of over and over and over again? Number one is probably improper underwriting. I mean, if you're just doing back of napkin numbers or you don't actually have a spreadsheet or a professional underwriter on your team, there's probably any number of expenses that you are not keeping track of because let's be honest, we're humans. We are not calculators. You cannot keep track of all of that in your head. So if you do not have the right underwriting spreadsheets or an underwriter on your team, you're probably missing a lot in a project. I think that a lot of newbie developers either don't account for certain costs or improperly account for them. You know, you think about like right now in Nashville, I mean, codes change, right? Codes change every few years. And if you don't account for that when you're going into a project and you pull a permit, well, they're going to make you go adhere to the new codes, which could mean you have to completely redo all of your electrical systems in your property. You probably might not have accounted for that if you didn't know that. And so those are the kinds of mistakes you'll see newbie investors make. They'll ask too much for rent or they'll ask too little for rent. And you just don't properly negotiate your financing terms. I mean, you know, those commercial loan documents are extensive. You can negotiate them. I highly recommend you get an attorney involved to help you with that. Yeah, very, very good advice. Now, Tyler, would you say one of the advantages you have in addition to the experience and the background and all of that is you're very, very clear and narrow focus on one specific market because you're talking about some of these biggest mistakes. A lot of it kind of boils down to really knowing what's going on in your particular market. And I know some folks are kind of doing deals all over the country. It can be very, very challenging keeping up on all these different changes to to code and whatnot. Absolutely. I mean, that was one of the first things that we did that helped us grow as fast as we did. I mean, for the last three, almost four years, we've almost entirely exclusively focused on East Nashville. Mm -hmm. So not just one market, we have focused on a sub market within that market. That allowed us to have more knowledge than anybody else on what the sales price per square foot should be on all of these buildings, what the rent price will be, what problems you'll typically encounter in the building stock because the buildings are all kind of very, you know, very similar. So we've grown very quickly because of that. I was adamant about not going to work anywhere else in the city. And then I actually ended up becoming known as the East Nashville guy. So anytime somebody had a deal or they needed a partner or whatever, they call me, which is really cool. And tenants as well. If you're looking for commercial space in East Nashville, chances are good you're going to call me because we know almost every building in this market. And so of course, that helps with all of our investments. right? It took us forever to decide to go outside of this market. We are now investing in Chattanooga, which is about two hours away east from Nashville, still in Tennessee. And that took us quite a bit to get to that point because I needed to make sure, one, that we could have critical mass, but two, that we understood the market because that's one of our biggest advantages. We just know the market better than anybody else. And so it took us about two to three years to decide to break into that market fully. But yes, absolutely. Finding your blue ocean, niching down into your little neighborhood or whatever you want to, that was super beneficial for us. Wow. That's another fantastic idea. Hold on to that thought for a sec. We'll be right back. Now, are you a real estate investor who's run out of cash or credit to grow your portfolio? Are you looking to grow your portfolio using other people's money and raising capital? 
Well, I want to show you how to raise six figures or more in six weeks or less at my upcoming Investor Attraction Workshop. You can get your ticket and find out all about it at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. We're going to spend a full day taking a deep dive into this roadmap that I've used to raise millions for my deals. And I've helped other people just like you cumulatively raise hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for their deals as well. So again, you can check that out at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. And as a loyal listener to the podcast, you'll get 50% off your ticket when you use the discount code podcast. That's right. Discount code podcast at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. See you at the next workshop. That's great, great advice. Now, the other thing I want to ask you about, Tyler, is I imagine over the years you've become very, very adept at, at raising capital and syndicating your deals. What are some of the things that you find are working best for you these days for being new investors on board? That's a great question. I mean, YouTube has been phenomenal for us in terms of finding new investors. Instagram has always served us really well in terms of finding new investors. I think, you know, one, one I guess, trick that we decided to do, which, you know, again, it, it depends on your capital base as to what your minimums will be, but we decided to move our minimum from $100,000 down to 50000 Okay. And the amount of investors, because we do a lot of 506Bs, you have to have a pre-existing relationship with us. You know, if you're working with exclusively accredited guys, you don't have to worry about the minimum. Chances are good. They've got 100, 200, 500,000 or a million dollars laying around. But there are plenty of people out there that would like to invest in syndications or invest in commercial real estate that just don't have the capital. That $50,000 mark has really helped us bring in more investors and finance our, our projects easier because now, you know, I mean, the majority of people that we talk to that we run into on a daily basis have $50,000 to invest, right? The majority do not have 100000 or more. And so it's just, yes, you have to raise from twice as many people, but we're talking about the difference of you know 20 investors to 30 or 35, right? Like it's not that they're big. Not, they're not all going to invest the minimum. I mean, a lot of them are going to invest a lot more than that as well. Very, very exactly. So Tyler, you're talking to an old dinosaur guy here. You're talking about this Instagram thing and all this kind of stuff for raising capital. How do you use Instagram and YouTube to identify, find, and bring on new investor partners? Yeah, great question. So for YouTube, um, I'm just out there talking about real estate syndication and how to get invested in commercial real estate. I'm, I'm kind of pulling back the curtain and showing people how the sausage is made with these deals. Like, hey, here's how we run a deal. You know, here's some other ways that you can run a deal. Here's the best way. Here's the best strategy to invest in real estate. We're giving all sorts of behind the scenes information on investing in commercial real estate and kind of giving all of the information that these people are searching for. But then usually what we realize is they get out there, they learn it all and they go, wow, I do not want to do that by myself. I need to invest with somebody that has done that before or maybe has a full-time job. I mean, investing in real estate, if you want to get to this level and you really want to make money, I mean, you've got to build a team. Right. I mean, I've got nearly 20 employees that help us on every single project because that's just what it takes now at the level that we're at. And that's not even getting into the contractors and everybody else that we're having to get involved. And by contractors, I mean like the architects and the engineers and any consultants you have in a project, not just a general contractor. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it takes quite a bit. So it's that constant, consistent communication. You're always putting, you're always putting educational material out there. Now, on your videos and whatnot, you have a call to action. Are you encouraging people to book a call? What's getting them to actually put up their hand and, and show themselves as being interested? 
Yeah, some of the videos we do, some of the videos are just more educational. Like I'm just trying to get you into my circle so that you enjoy the content that we're creating. Same on Instagram. On Instagram, I'll I'll share a lot of you know my day to day behind the scenes. Hey, here's what it's like investing in commercial real estate in Nashville. You know, yesterday I shared a story announcing that we just closed on a project because we had a closing yesterday, which is exciting. And you know that went it just it took off and a ton of people were responding to it. I had four people reach out this morning wanting to schedule calls with us to talk about investing in our projects because of that. So, you know, don't discount the amount of reach that you can have through these social media platforms because they are essentially, I don't know, community bulletins where you have access to thousands and thousands of potential investors that you would never otherwise cross paths with. Now, just a kind of a techie type question there, Tyler. What suggestions would you have for somebody who's listening to this and say, okay, social media sounds like a good thing I should be doing, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, whatever, whatever their flavor is. Any tips or suggestions on how to do it properly without crossing the line with the Securities and Exchange Commission getting into trouble? Because the last thing you want to do is is raise red flags with those guys. Any tips or suggestions there? Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to go the 506C route, you can do whatever you want, right? So you don't have to listen to anything else that we're going to say after this. 506C means that you're just taking on accredited investors, which means they have to be making over $250,000 a year or have a million dollars in net worth. Now, you know, if you've got access to those investors, that's great. Most people in the world are not accredited investors. And again, that's a lot of capital that you can tap into. So that's why we do what are called 506Bs. I've done one 506C and it was actually harder for us to raise capital that way. We can get into that if you want. But a 506B, you are not allowed to market, but you can raise capital from unaccredited investors. And I mean, that to me is a very fine line because the Securities and Exchange Commission is not a group that you want to mess with. So you shouldn't go around. I mean, obviously talk to an attorney, make sure that you understand what those regulations are and that you stay within those bounds. You don't want to go around marketing saying, hey, these are the returns we can get you. This is how much money we want to raise from you, blah, blah, blah. I mean, basically what I do is, hey, we just closed on this project. If you want to invest with us and see what that's about, you know, schedule a call with me. I mean, we're it's very, very benign, but I do share like, hey, we do take investors in our projects. If you want to know what that's like, reach out. And it's all about starting that relationship and then tracking everything. So heaven forbid, worst case scenario, you've got the all the of the evidence. covered. Yeah, you got your ass covered. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I do. I, I was talking to my assistant about that this morning. I was like, no, we want them to come through and then they schedule the call and then they sign up for our newsletter. And then, you know, that way, if there's ever a question, it's, no, they reached out on this date. See, we had a call on this date. It's on my calendar. And I mean, we are very, very strict with that. You know, the SEC will will come in and maybe you won't get arrested and maybe you'll probably get fined, but you will have the right to run a security ever again taken away from you. Yeah. Which means to me, it's like, okay, well, I don't have a job anymore. I've got to go figure out another way to do this. And I don't want to figure that out. No, exactly. So again, I think a big part of that and probably what you're doing very, very well is the education part of things much more than the solicitation part of things. And again, like you said, not throwing around numbers, not throwing around rates of return, definitely not promising anybody any guaranteed type things there. Absolutely not. It's much more of a, a soft sell kind of a thing. Hey, if you'd like to find out more, let's have a conversation. That's yeah. exactly it. I mean, I think I think educating people and showing them... Because look, if, if you're going to be a deal sponsor... You have a lot of information that you can share because, I mean, look, 1% of anybody you ever run into is ever going to take advantage of that. 
I mean, most everybody else is just going to, you know, store that back here and never take action with it. So feel free to share that because, you know, you're not really, you're probably not going to be creating competition. And all that that tells everybody else is, hey, this guy or this girl knows so much about how to do this that they can teach people and they are actively teaching and sharing their information with me. They are an expert. I should invest with them. Yeah. No, that preaching to the choir here, my friend. That's for sure. No, that makes sense. Tyler, this is fascinating. We could chat for a long, long time. However, time's limited on this podcast. So if people want to find out more about you, what you're up to, check out your YouTube channel, Facebook friend you on Instagram or however that works. <laughs> <laughs> what should they do? Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram at commercial in Nashville. There's underscores in between those on YouTube. It's just under Tyler Cobble. You can find me. We've got, I think, well over a hundred videos at this point on commercial real estate investing and tips. And for your listeners, we do have a resources page that we've set up that has a free due diligence checklist. If you're interested in, in buying commercial real estate, we've also got a free copy of my book, Open for Business, The Insider's Guide to Leasing Commercial Real Estate. And then I've got, I think it's a free letter of intent as well. And some underwriting spreadsheets, a whole bunch of resources that you need to get started in commercial real estate. So just go to tylercobble.com slash Dubo. Well, that's beautiful. We'll have to have that in the show notes for sure. Tyler, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much for sharing some of your wisdom. Dave, really appreciate you having me on, man. This was a great conversation. All right, everybody, take care, and we'll talk to you on the next episode. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, if that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book, Right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.